Hey, what's up? It is Tony. Welcome to the Before the Pop podcast. I have somebody really dope today. You know, I'm excited every week about who I have, and this week is no different. So today I have a very good friend of mine who is a, let me tell you, I got to look at the list because it's long, creative director, project manager, artist manager. She's it, baby. She all the things. Um, She works with a ton of amazing people. Tammy Franklin, Jay Ivory, the Red Ends Band, Jean Moore. She's a project manager for a Tilly Man Incorporated. Just all the things. So please welcome my friend, without further ado, Faith Anderson. Hey, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. So I've been trying to get Faith on for a little bit now, but she just, well, I'm doing say, okay, can you, what about this day? You got, how long it take? So today she decided she was going to squeeze me in. She going to the airport after this. So we, this might be the shortest uh, episode you see, but I'm happy that she's here. So let me tell you something about you. I met Faith in high school, like um, in Oklahoma, where we're from. Yes. Faith is one of the sweetest people. I know. Like icky sweet. Like sticky, like you go, like you probably got sticky stuff on this couch. <laughs> icky sweet. Yes, icky sweet. That's some Tulsa right there. Huh? We're That's some Tulsa. That's some Tulsa sweet. Icky sweet. Like icky sweet and very um, genuine, solid, consistent, um, all the things. And can sing her behind off. We, we like, you work with all Man. of these people, but, and it sings you. really, really, word. really high. Really, really, really high, like a real soprano. <laughs> but we used to sing in choir at school, and it is just amazing to see how, because you were very, what's funny is, is we had to stop a little bit because he said, she's more soft-spoken than your <laughs> other guests. So, and she talked louder than she did in high school, right? Because you used to be so quiet. now I do. Yeah, I was So quiet, quiet and just like, just, ooh, you were just bomb, right? And so nothing has changed but yet I'm sure in what you do there's a sweetness but yet assertive yeahness assertiveness yeah. gotta build some thick skin in this entertainment business yeah you yeah. do so um the, the 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 purpose of the podcast is to give people to hear people's stories before they popped right Ooh. and before they are where they are right now right yeah. because everybody thinks that it happens overnight mm-hmm. And that nobody hits snags and that it's just this straight line to yeah. success. And that's a lie, right? Yeah. So here's what I want to know. Um, what were you doing before you got into management, project management, all of that stuff? What was your, um, were you sing? Because you sang professionally after high school. Who did you sing with? Kirk Franklin. <laughs> you sang with for a long time, right? Yes. How many, how long was it? Like, um, some, I, sometimes I like to track this by albums. Okay. My first album with him was Rebirth. Okay. And then my last project with him was Losing My Religion. And those are his projects. And I think subsequent when he's writing for others, a few may have come with Marvin Sapp um, and some soundtracks that he's written on. Um, but in terms of his records and touring with him, I think I have about a 10 to 12 year career. And then from then in 2012 is when I started my company. 
Got it. So you've yeah. been in the game a while. Mm-hmm. So what what made you transition out of doing the project, out of being an artist? I would say what made me transition was he exposed me, and by he, I mean Kurt Franklin, exposed me to a world that I knew not of. You know, <laughs> of course, when we were in high school, Janice Bayouth was preparing us for that world. Baby! Okay, and Shout that's like, out to Janice Bayouth. Come Bayou. on, Janice. That's like our white mama. Yeah. And so, <laughs> right, 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 right. Even to this day, she is like on our socials. Listen. Building us up, like, whatever you're doing, we want to amplify she this, so bomb. you know, in Oklahoma. So she saw our potential very early on and she was grooming us for this life. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know the executive part of myself was going to grow mm-hmm. and I would, you know, convert into that space. But when I decided I wanted a change is really because Kirk kept us around powerful people, mm-hmm. powerful people. Uh-huh. And his, one of his managers, Jesse Hurst, um, just was a solid father-like figure to me on the road because I was very, very green. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sweet. All this. Right, right, right. And he protected me. He was someone to where when we went on tours, he would tell production, he would tell the band if it changed out. That one right there, leave her alone. See, like, it's, that's so great <laughs> to have somebody because you need somebody to... Yeah, okay, so, yep. like, leave her alone. He was protecting me from things I didn't even know I needed protection from. Got it. And then from there, he would, I guess, kind of shout me out because I didn't know the wrong things to do, so I was always doing a lot of things right. Meaning, I wasn't perfect, but I'm just saying, course, yeah, but- I didn't miss a flight. I was on time. When I received my per diem, I was stacking my per diem. <laughs> baby, baby. <laughs> Um, when they taught me about like Marriott points and all my airlines, this I was like, oh, this is what you do. Oh, this is how you get these benefits. So I was learning and I was doing the thing. You know, I wasn't getting caught in in a lot of stuff that can happen in that tour life. Mm -hmm. And when you tour with a Kirk Franklin versus other gospel artists, you know, he is somebody that can really operate in mainstream and you can have a mainstream experience with him yes and we did like touring with kirk franklin was that could be an 18 month thing and which is probably unheard of in gospel it yeah if i didn't live it i wouldn't believe that (laughs) you'd be like somebody lying (laughs) (laughs) and i mean jesse would create these tour books that would be books like books page by page hotel venue all the things that you need to know uh, we were we would be shipping things ahead of us to get to our next location and building these relationships with these hotels. I mean, because we were literally living from our suitcase to a hotel wow. and the bus was our home. So that prepared me for like loving the life, but also loving the people and wanting to protect them in a different way. And when he when I learned from him how to operate in this space. I always said I wanted to be the female version of him. And then at some point, um, he had a medical event that took him off the road. And I would just find myself wanting to fill in the gaps Mm. with our crew. And I would get advice from him how to do this, how to do that. And from that, the love 
just kind of the seed was sown and it just began to grow. So then I, when I graduated from college is when I actually met Kirk and I was actually about to take my finals, uh, when I got the invitation to be on Rebirth album. Knee deep in it. And, Y'all ready? you know, most people would think, you know, a diva mood would be like, I can't do it right now. But I was literally saying, okay, I would love to do this, but I'm in the final stretch of getting my Like, degree. I can't just. Can I please come back later? And me and Sean Martin were in college at the time, and we were both going through finals. And we was like, uh, we can't come to rehearsals just yet. And Kirk wanted us so bad because I think he had had a series of auditions and he just found his his right. niche with us that he <clears throat> waited for us to get through our finals before we started uh, Rebirth rehearsal. But it says a lot that, I mean, because think about how many people just leave college like, I holla. Mm-mm. It says a lot about the character of y'all to be like, I got to finish this off. Like, I can't, like, this is great, like an opportunity of a lifetime. Yeah, well, you can't come from a school like ours, Booker T, and not end up with a degree. Yeah, listen. the pressure was on. Yes. And and it would, and if your life after Booker T didn't result in a degree, it needed to result in something big. That was me. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, dang, like, I did, but it's, you know, it worked out, but it's. Yours was pretty big, Tony. I, <laughs> I would let you have that. <laughs> let me have it. Let me People have it. like us had to get a degree, but you had a whole. It just worked thing. out. Like Thank we were God. watching you from hijinks. I just was talking to my so kids about hijinks. What? Listen, I, they let me do hijinks. So hijinks, y'all, just to let y'all know. Is a talent show mm-hmm. that they used to have at the high school that I eventually went to, and it was yeah. huge, right? Because it was at night, and people people paid tickets. People bought tickets, yeah. right? And it would be packed, like cars yes. forever, right? They let me sing in hijinks when I was in the eighth grade. See, this was unheard of. I was she like, wasn't even in high school. She, I was like she was a at Carver. Yes, I was at Carver. Yes, <laughs> yes, I was at Carver. Yes, but it's we did have a really unique mm-hmm. upbringing like as far as like high school and middle school and 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 the great the thing that I really like about um our high school was it was very diverse yes but yet everybody was all in mm-hmm. together you know what yep. I'm saying like it was mm-hmm. it was a really I realize how unique that is now yeah that I have kids in mm-hmm. school but yeah no that's really really dope yeah um so you you said okay let us wait he waited mm-hmm. and then you went on the road um, you learned everything that you learned, not everything, but you learned a lot yeah. from your mentor. Um, so once you came off tour and you said, you know, like, I, you know, I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to do what, what did you do? I ask everybody this question. How did you feed yourself? Like, Ooh, did you have a like a, question. did you have a regular job? Did you? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. What did you do in your regular job? So my degree was in um, biology because I had a strong hope of becoming a physical therapist. I have a nephew that is on the spectrum and he needs occupational therapy. And at the time he was younger and I was going to be, you know, this, this is my problem. I'll be trying to save heart, everybody. I'm trying to fix heart. everything. Yes. Okay. I was going to get a whole career for my nephew. Yes. I love he. So <laughs> I love he. So he, I was put on a waiting list mm-hmm. at um, UNT and Texas Wesleyan 
And in between waiting, I needed to get a job. So my first, my my minor was in finance. So I got a degree. Um, well, I got a job at Bergdorf Goodman mm-hmm. in the credit department. Ooh, yes. So I was handling. Did you get a discount the, on this? Listen, but could I afford? Let, even with the discount, <laughs> because Bergdorf is that's I like a different. That's a different. Listen, level, between right. Neiman's and Bergdorf, I got a whiff of how the rich and the wealthy. <laughs> spend right you be like because you be looking at these credit charges you're like oh that was a pencil <laughs> oh that okay, is got like pencils out there? three months of my rent list on a pencil oh baby. that was a t-shirt a v-neck <laughs> don't got nothing it's just it don't have nothing on it just a v-neck just white like, oh my like, god oh okay. so yeah i knew it was money out there to be made right, right but that's how i learned like my customer service and how to you know kind of appeal to a different you know economic class mm-hmm. and um then i was promoted um and i just went ahead and wanted to make more money so i applied for this job at a mortgage company and they gave me like my first offer letter girl my first offer letter i was making 38k a, a year <laughs> baby thought you was Don't like oh i'm re- i'm about to go get one of them pencils <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you'd be like you ain't gonna have Ooh. much left girl this is i called my mama i was like mama Look at this offer letter 38k, and she was like, You better do it, Faith. You go ahead. <laughs> you know, she's so encouraging. She was you, the grown version. Yes. You better do you it. You better baby. do it. That's my girl. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> I'm doing it, mama. And I'm thinking, I could get car, car insurance, <laughs> I could get a luxury apartment. Listen, no, I just had to pace myself. You'd be I like, could get the apartment, but I could get the furniture, you know. <laughs> Get the car, but not the insurance. Like, yeah, well, but it, was, yes. it was a little slim. Right, so I got, right. got a whiff of life after, you know, that. Right. But um, I started excelling in that and being more professional. So, you know, utilizing my degree to, you know, right. get me jobs. But when you're in mortgage, the one of the ultimate goals is to work for the largest investment firm in america which is fannie mae right so i secured that job and fannie mae was so gracious um that they were they would they just liked me you know i Mm. I showed up every day i always bonused you know Mm. they depended on me because i was able to achieve for them and uh when i was hired they gave me a laptop Mm -hmm. so working remote was not you know Mm -hmm. unfamiliar to me right um and they gave me a blackberry Baby, and he was cooking with gas. Okay? Listen, let me tell you. So when they gave me that uh, that laptop and that BlackBerry, when it was time for me to negotiate touring, Jesse would put me on the production bus sometimes, or he would ensure that the tour bus that I was on, which would be the girls' bus, had internet. And so while everybody else was sleeping and stuff like that, I was in my bunk. Doing files for Fannie Mae. <laughs> Listen, that is so, like, see, mm-hmm. nobody talks about that. Mm-hmm. Nobody says, you know, because it feels like it, it just nobody, mm-hmm. nobody talks about that. And, yep. um, and yeah. all my roommates would be like, hey, turn that light out. You, be you like, know, because I'd be, okay, and then I'd be under my covers, like, on my laptop, doing, and you can hear my nails, like, hitting the Click, clack, and they like, golly, <laughs> we can't do, that's like, but that's really, really dope, like, because people feel yeah. like, I'm just going to quit my job, and I'm going, I mean, and it's like, you can, no. but it's like, sometimes, 
you end up being more stressed than but you Tony, need to be. You know, like everybody in this industry, when the money stop, it stop. It, it's it ain't no retroactive. It's an it ain't no two week delay. Halt. It's when your last gig is your last gig. Yes, the money is there's Done. no credit. There's and you know you have to take care of yourself. Yep. And when we left Tulsa, as great as our school was, the economy was not there for us. Right. You know, it was very seldom that you saw a, a black family, you know, excelling financially. You know, if you lived in Gilcrease, <laughs> where my daddy lived right there. <laughs> you see, your daddy was rich. <laughs> okay, because we Listen. was living on the north side. Oh, that's what, oh, I grew up out north. Okay. Please believe. So, like, yes. Turley and all that. So, yes. So, I'm being real ghetto saying no, Turley. No, no, no. I love Turley. Like, you really from Oklahoma when you talk about Turley. Like, you black Oklahoma when you talk about yes. Turley, baby. Yeah. You know, so it's like if you want to, if you didn't want to be, you know, a store clerk. Or working at Circle K or, <laughs> you know, Walmart. Um, even teachers are paid so much less than Texas. It like, is it's insane. insane. It's just very hard to really make a good living and not, you know, get in trouble. Yeah. So I was just determined not to go back to Tulsa, you know. Like, and it's it's unfortunate, but that is the God honest truth. Mm -hmm. Like you have to have a very like I have a cousin that's a caterer and she does well. Mm -hmm. Um, works her but but there is there's that's far and few between. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like it's it's um yeah. It's really dope. It's yeah. So that was my motivation. I was like I will sleep in this car. Yeah, before I do that. <laughs> before I go back to Tulsa. Like I do it that. just cannot happen. And um I think with that type of determination, um I think that's what Kirk and Jesse saw in me to where they would, you know, allow me to work things out. Right. You know, they always came with the offer and they were like, okay, Faith, tell us, you know, can you do this tour? You know, and I was like, as long as I can keep my job, listen, I will go on the road with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I did it for so many years. I kept that job at Fannie Mae for 14 years. It's only been since 2020 that um, I separated from Fannie Mae, and I've been 100% a full-time entrepreneur now. And see, that's mm -hmm. what I'm saying. Like, it's like, and you make it look, and 2020 is like, that was like a tough. Everybody's. You be like, oh, is this? Yeah, that was everybody's like yeah. wondering, are we going to survive? Mm -hmm. Or Yeah, mm -hmm. okay, so let me ask you this. What is, as far as getting into your, okay, so the name of your company is 10th Child Productions? 10th Child Inc. Tenth mm -hmm. Child Inc. Okay, mm -hmm. give us the significance of Tenth Child. I think that's a great. Oh wow! Do you care about sharing that story? I can. I can. You can do a short version yes. of it. Yes. So I'm the tenth child of my parents. My parents were married <clears throat> uh, for 54 years, and it's sometimes I say this is really their testimony because my mom and dad, early on, they began to. You know, the Lord told them they would have children. And, you know, of course, they had visions of having their own family as a young couple. However, my dad had like a rare blood type. Like I think for a black man, being O, o positive mm -hmm. is rare. Okay. And she had um, RH negative, that factor mm -hmm. in her blood. And so they would have children, but their children wouldn't make it. 
And so she would um, have to bring these kids to term. And um, long and short, um, she had 10 children. Seven of them passed before me. And um, there were my brother number one. Um, he was named after my dad, Kenneth Jr. <clears throat> he lived to be one years old. My mom went into labor with my brother, Keith. Mm-hmm. And the same day that she gave birth to him, my um, brother, my first brother, he passed away of pneumonia in the hospital. So my dad was in the ER with my brother and she was in labor and delivery with my other brother. And um, as we've grown and I've looked at like all the, you know, the birth, the death certificate, we reconciled that, you know, my the death of my first brother and my birthday of my second brother are the same. And um, since then, you know, she was a woman who just knew that God said she was going to have a daughter. And people in, you know, if you are in church culture, there is someone like a prophet who will speak, mm-hmm. you know, to you and reaffirm your dreams. Mm-hmm. And several prophets told her that she was going to have a daughter. Imagine her having four daughters and having to let them go and still holding on to that promise. And she continued to believe God for that. And the day that uh, I was born, which was December the 10th, she... Um, my dad, I was born and I wasn't breathing. I wasn't showing signs of life. So my dad tells the story that he, he just said, Lord, I will serve you. I will surrender my life. We cannot go through this again. If you save this child, my grandfather prayed for me. And then I began to cry and, you know, move. And that's how I got my name. My dad named me Faith. And that's that's 10 child So in my mind, I feel like I can be that midwife. I can be that person that will. Oh, one of my mom and dad told me that one of the prophets said that I was uh, they will have a daughter, that I was born to be a blessing, that I will be a midwife to dreams, that God was going to give me wealth so that I can take care of people. And that is what they've been living with. Now, all my life, of course, we came from you know, the lower class and mm-hmm. I have learned mm-hmm. to to enjoy middle middle class mm-hmm. life and through you know, through working really hard, but I just but God has never um he's always been a provider. Like I've always been able to take care of myself without having a husband or right. you know, depending on my parents. He's they've blessed me God has always blessed me financially. But I've always had this big heart to kind of subsidize and help and build and do all yes. that type of thing. So ever since they told me that, I feel like whatever I get in terms of lump sums and all that, that I need to be building. And it does need to multiply because I got to do it oh, again. all over again. Like, yes, that's so amazing. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a bomb. That's a purposeful yeah. company name like I like that mm-hmm. I, I love it a lot um, at first I thought it'd be cheesy but no it means a lot it meant a lot to my parents yes. that I would acknowledge my own testimony you know yeah. being theirs it meant a lot to them so they loved it yeah so I know like I'm a, I'm a sick she like faith like but I, don't, <laughs> I you know, love it yes <laughs> you okay um okay so tell me this what has been so when you decide to go into a thing like okay I'm you know this is I, I like this and essentially you walking in your purpose based on mm-hmm. what your parents um told you about you know just the the prophets and all of that stuff 
Um, so helping people and managing people and birthing things mm-hmm. and being a midwife is a whole thing. And that's one thing to say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. But to actually get a client is something else. Yes. So what was the most challenging part of acquiring your first client? To You know what I'm saying? When you established your company, what was the... Did you get any pushback or was it like one that was just kind of like a natural, this is going to be my client and, you know what I mean, uh-huh. or? Well, one, I think I just had to recognize that I was worthy of the type of client that I wanted to have. Because sometimes you'll have that, um, what do you call that? Is it imposter syndrome where you are feeling like I'm not qualified or you just, in your mind, you just disqualify yourself when you have all of the qualifications. <laughs> you like, should be like, you got the degrees, you got the experience, you even yep. have the relationship, but yep. you will, you will even question yourself and then just really pull yourself out of the path of what could be your purpose. And yep. I, I want to say that you know, life has recently, I have surrender to it like this thing in me that wants to help build and excel in this space it won't go away it is here to stay it is here to stay (laughs) and it's just like no matter what you have to overcome in the industry because being a woman being a minority woman it has it's you know way you could be looked over you could you know there's a boys club there's some gatekeepers there's you know people that will challenge you to sleep with them to excel. And it's just like, like that's the last thing. Ooh, we, that's a, cause I could swear my resume said that I can produce (laughs) multiple revenue streams. Like that ain't good enough. That ain't good enough. You got it. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Yikes. Uh, (laughs) Right. So I'm like, you know, you sometimes you, that can make you afraid. But then I just said, I'm just going to step out there. My mom said to me, and this was probably, July prior to her passing um and prior to her passing my daddy had just passed about uh 10 months prior and she offered me because I went from you know being daddy's girl to being her caregiver and one day I came home to Tulsa you know the the mini tornadoes that we sit through I had come home because I saw the weather was going to be bad and I didn't want her to be in the house by herself so I just got in the car and drove home (laughs) And sure enough, the electricity went out on the entire street of Cheyenne. And, sh- and um, I was glad that I followed my gut so she wouldn't be in the dark. Yes. I go in the house and I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, how am I going to take care of you, my company, myself, like all these artists? Like I was feeling the weight and I hadn't really broke down from losing my dad. I was just kind of very angry about that. And I was walking through the house and everybody who knows me and my dad, we love technology. And when electricity ain't on, that will drive us nuts. Okay. (laughs) So so I'm trying to make the iPad work. I'm trying to just do the things that he would do. And I broke down and I was just like, mama, why we got, Leave us here by ourselves. Why would he make me bury my dad without a husband? And yeah, like, ah! all the human I mean, things. It just fell apart. And, <laughs> and with her holy self, she was just like, "I 
been waiting on you, you know, to break so that you will realize you can't do it by yourself. None of this you were expected to do without the Lord. He's going to provide. And she told me, she said, Faith, you can have everything I have. But if if I give it to you, you're going to have to do this 100%. And she said, look at what you accomplished doing 10 Child Inc. on the side. God is going to bless you if you just do this thing 100%. So since then, that's why I say when I separated from Fannie Mae and did this, it's really her words that that God's going God's gonna to provide. I am not forgotten, even though I had to surrender my parents to him. Um, I am walking in her faith in me. And in his word that says that, you know, nothing that I've gone through is to bring me harm or sorrow. It is for the benefit of my future that I excel and I be prosperous. And so that's where I am today. Seriously. Like I'm walking on water with that. And I just heard Lena's song in the back. Like, seriously. Okay. That is on repeat. Listen. Um. Uh oh, <laughs> I don't have mine on mine. Say so much stuff. Like I'm not sure. What you, you got to hush. Like I think you better now hush, girl. Them out you be like, uh oh, I be like, like what's one time I was laughing. It said, "What's so funny?" Huh? And like, I thought you had to say, "Hey, to wake to wake her up." Yeah, yeah no, but no. now she, she, she I feel like she up. awake all the time. Like, listen, yeah, hush. <laughs> you better in you the name of. <laughs> We working. Man, we working. You gotta be quiet. You gotta be quiet. Like that's funny. Um, no, but you really are. Yeah, that's 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 amazing because you really are walking in. You just stepped out. Like it's like you, you your mama put a battery pack in your back. Did like you like, I like mama that. said yeah like yeah. That's 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 yeah. dope. So. You so you decided okay I'm gonna go full throttle mm-hmm. like I'm a, I'm gonna quit. Mm-hmm. So how many clients did you take on a lot of? Did you take on how many clients did you take on during the pandemic? Well, I was very careful with myself because um, when I had to let go of my parents, I, my therapist was telling me that I needed to make sure that I put the proper boundaries in place and. I, I didn't know what she meant by that, but she gave me tools. She was like, you know, when you select your client, the boundary is compassion. You need to work with people who have compassion for you. You just lost your dad. You just lost your mom. You, you are, your life is not normal right now. Mm-hmm. So they need to let you have a bad day. They need to recognize that grief could, some things could tri- trigger grief in you. And they don't need to be so demanding of you that you don't get to go heal. Right. So selecting <clears throat> those folks, I had all these tools in my mind to help me select the right type of client. Mm-hmm. So uh, that really was helpful. I didn't even know I could ask for those type of boundary. And I did. I never thought compassion was a boundary. I it's know, a healthy right? boundary. Yes, right? yeah. So um since then, um, Robert C. Wright, who is like seven-time Grammy Award-winning <laughs> producer, he mm. has been my client. David and Tamala Mann, which is, which are the owners of Tilly Mann mm-hmm. Inc., um, their enterprise um, 
they hired me to to really partner with them on organizational infrastructure and um, some branding, some updates, and to just be the project manager for all the things they have going on. In their enterprise, they have a film and television arm. Of course, they have the music arm, but then they also have an apparel line, the Tamala Man Collection. Yes. So I get to, you know, put my hands in a lot of different things um, just with their enterprise alone. Um whether they're directing movies, producing her videos, um, writing her material, doing A&R work. Um, That has been the highlight um, and what a lot of um, executives are are getting to know me for as being one of the newest members of their team. But then on the flip side, you know, being the artist manager, um, I have, some influencers under the belt, um, Jay Ivory, who is the Affirmations Queen. The Google my girl. Affirmations okay. Queen. You know what's funny is I used to see her affirmations coming through my feed, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, everybody is posting this girl. Now, I know. Yes. I know already, right? Yeah. <laughs> Never looked at the name. Like, oh, yeah, that, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Then one day I was like, wait a minute. My- this is a whole thing. Like, but I, yes. yeah, she is the Affirmations Queen. Queen. Yes. And I mean, she's so creative. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, just like I have a my newest media maven is mm-hmm. Tammy Franklin. I mean, she is such a doll, but she's a powerhouse. You know, she's an executive producer of a television show on TV one mm-hmm. um, called The One, where okay. where her and um, her husband are really like guides in a matchmaking journey for people to find oh, love. Dope. So that is um, coming to you guys in May. Oh, yeah. Um, but just being <clears throat> having oversight into her interactions as a businesswoman, as she's, you know, entering into this space, this is just so dope, you know. It is. Um, and I love to see wives transit. Because she played her position well. She Like, oh, I'm listen. tripping. But it's like, oh, but if I'm going to do it. Yeah. See, the thing about Miss Tammy is like, Kirk is the intro. Yeah. But as soon as, as that door is open to meet Miss Tammy, oh, you fall in love with Miss Tammy. Listen. Yeah, so that's that's my girl. Like Listen. She, she, she got that thing going on. And I think that this is her season to shine and be highlighted. I love you know what that. I mean? Yes, I love and that. It's it's pretty special to see. <clears throat> I love that. So I have, that. like, this diverse palette of clients. And, of course, Red Hands, you know, those are my guys. Like, those are my ah, brothers. Yeah, they okay? and they cold-blooded. They are cold musicians. You know, we were raised around the Gap Band, y'all. Baby. Listen, like, we don't play no games about when it comes to them ba- the Gap Band. Tulsa, Oklahoma? Yes. You say Charlie Wilson? What? It's a wrap. Like, yes. yeah. And that joker sounds so good. He sounds so good. Today. Today. Tone on just still sounds really strong. Like, yeah, like, yeah. So, you know, Black Wall Street, all that, you know, a lot of people don't know. Greenwood, Archer, and Pine. Yes. That's what the gap is for. That yes. is a little triangle there yes. in Tulsa. Like, that's that's our heritage. So yes. we were centered around, it's in our DNA to have good music. And Red yes. Hands, it's, like. It's, they might as well be from Tulsa. I, they <laughs> might. Listen, because they are, they are killing, right. girl. That boy, Johnny Collins, my husband. That man loves him some Red Hands band, baby. Listen, like I love it, and they're producers that like multifaceted. You yes. know, 
one path that I have them on is, you know, of course they can be artists and they can put on shows, but Mm -hmm. you know, when you think about longevity and you want these guys to really be able to thrive in this space, then one of our goals was, you know, to partner them up, link them up with different type of collaborations so that we can get those publishing. Because listen, know, that, the publishing coming is, in. That sounds like teaching. Checkerations look no, but that's because <laughs> she will come up with a word. It's but that is the 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 publish. That's a different. Yeah. That's a different type of yeah. So situation. now they're producing yeah. for others. That's and dope. Different producers are seeing them as producers because they're developing this sound for others. Which is, you know, how my relationship with Gene comes about with A and R and that project with Motown Gospel and, you know, having their influence on his album. Um, it's just really just the right type of connection for a voice like Gene Moore. Yeah. Lord have mercy. He's amazing. Uh, so yes. that's that's what life is like and the compassion that flows through a Tammy Franklin, a Kurt Franklin. David and Tam, Red Hands, Gene, like they really care about my well-being. And um, and naturally I care about them. So it it makes it's it's like I formed my own family and yeah. we're all playing our part, you know, yeah. to build each other. They're feeding me in a in a way because I miss <clears throat> my family because mm-hmm. they're no longer on this side of heaven. But I'm feeding them as well, you know, through, you know, taking care of them. Adding value sure in both directions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's so dope. It works out. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, what do you think your most um, important skill is as in what you do? Like what, what skill do you possess that makes you qualified or makes you really good or brings people towards you? I would say um, knowing how to connect the dots being solution-based, um, not being discouraged easily. You know, if I hear no, I really don't hear no. <laughs> I hear there's a different direction. Yes. Maybe it's not this path. Um, maybe it's not this time. But no doesn't mean no to me. Got it. Um, so I think that makes me special. Uh, I also believe that... Um, what makes my relationships thrive in entertainment business is I actually believe in the clients that I have. Right. So I'm advocating for them all the time. Um, I have several other artists that, um, that I manage like Tatiana Barnett. Um, she's a new artist based out of Houston. Okay. And I just believe in her, you know, I believe that she can be, um, uh, triple threat you know just because you only hear music today doesn't mean that 10 years down the line you won't see her in movies commercials yeah. writing, or plays you know she she's got <clears throat> that thing that it factor got it. and so I just like that she wants to build and she wants to grow so she's teachable so we get to grow together because yeah. I'm forever a student. Yes. I'm not a know-it-all. Right. right There's right. stuff I can still learn because there are right. places I haven't been yet. So I want to I wanna grow with people right. at, at this stage before the blow-up. Yes. Because then we'll be solid, you know, for that's, whatever. And it's always good to start. That's mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Yep. Do you have a crazy management story like or a crazy situation that has happened with your company? You just be like... Like a funny story or a story that's <laughs> that you Ooh. can share and not uh Let's get in trouble. See. <laughs> well, okay. 
I'll say this. Managers have to be prepared for anything. I have had artists that have been on stage that have ripped their pants with no underwear on. <laughs> I have had artists <laughs> that have been arrested the day of a show. I have had <laughs> I have and I have had artists go through the the wildest of things. But the best thing about it is that the artists that have had to endure those hardships, I've seen them rise to the occasion. Got it. And have the best type of showmanship, um, overcoming story. Um, I've seen them do great, great things. Got it. Now, did it give me a coronary? Did it cause me to Woo! curse several words very loud? Okay. Um, I'm soft-spoken now. Right. But... <laughs> It gets real sometimes. <laughs> like, oh, like you got um, to go to jail before the show. Like listen, that. And you didn't uh, split with no draws on. <laughs> baby. And be up here with trying to find my garment. Okay. To, like wrap that around. To like cover you Ooh, up. Um, that has, those things have happened. And then naturally I've had those standard things. Like you could be performing your good performance and the generator go out and you are now acapella. <sighs> and Sing for your life. Sing for your Let life. Let the Lord use you in the darkness. <laughs> because <laughs> it's with a 1680 drop, I'm going to need you to still be an artist. Listen, okay, carry yes. this carry this, this mantle yes. on through. <laughs> um, some fun stories have been like being touring with Mary Mary. Okay. And when Krista was a baby... Oh, Krista, like Erica would like do these little runs with Krista and it would be so cute. It'd be like, yeah, yeah. Like, it would, yes. be like it would be the greatest thing. But I, just knowing that Krista is the fierce, savage vocally that she is today. Oh, my goodness. And, and when Erica and Tina were on the stage, um, their other sister would was like the nanny. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But every time they saw me, I would say, hey, Shama, Shama. So when they would see me pass, you know, just imagine little girls at the highest peak of soprano. Ooh. Shama, Shama. <laughs> like, <laughs> to this day, yes. the Atkins, the Saints, yes. call me Shama, Shama because Shama, that was Shama. our That bond. was the thing, man. But just seeing Krista grow and be confident and be just the bomb, savage, wow. young, stunning Girl, yeah, that she she's is so right pretty now. and brown oh and gosh. beautiful. I and just love can sing her. her little behind off. Yes, like yeah, it's 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 very interesting yep. to see like just the fact that she's in college is like, what, right. how did this well, even how happen? Old am I? No facts. You be like, because I'm in college, so surely you can't be in college. And then Zay is like <clears throat> nationwide. Yeah, <laughs> Yes, all the things. It is. It's fascinating it's watching kids grow. Yeah, like because it, it is. It's, mm -hmm. it's crazy. Okay, so look. Now we're gonna play a game. Okay. Okay. Uh -oh. So we're gonna do this or that. Oh, okay. Okay. It's quick. It ain't uh -huh. nothing. Nothing stressful. Okay. Stay in or go out. What? What do I say? You. you which one you want to do? Oh, which yeah, one would you I prefer? I was supposed to say this or that. My bad. Oh. So I say this or that. This How do you know which yeah, one? Yeah, no, which one? Yeah, so you say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, say in. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. Um, dress up or dress down? Dress down. Okay. Chicken or fish? Fish. Okay. Look, 
This ain't on here, but sometimes chicken, but you know, fish. Fish. Okay, so this is not on here, but if it's fish, is it fried or baked? It gotta be fried. It gotta be fried. It gotta be. Ooh, cake or pie? Pie. Okay. What's your favorite pie? Uh probably some type of cheesecake or but it needs to have a key lime essence. Ooh. You know, the people of God talk about me Girl, because key lime. me and key lime get along. Who is that little okay. perfect little tart and little sweet? Yes. I love Some a good key lime. Some of y'all need a little Papa They got this little graham cracker situation. Ooh. They got this raspberry drizzle. I'm just trying to bless you. Bless Go ahead people. and get that. Bless the people. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so IG or TikTok? IG. Okay. Um, Airbnb or a hotel? Hotel. I'm, I can't with some of the things I done seen at Airbnbs. Oh, like, I, I've done a few Airbnbs, but I'm a hotel mm-hmm. girl. Like, I feel safer. I, yeah. I was Not that it can't happen at a hotel, but I always feel like some people on this, what if they got cameras in their ceiling fan? Yeah, like, and they do. Yeah, and it stresses me a little can. bit because they can. Yeah. Like, something about that is creepy to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so um, what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? To marry humility. Mm, that's great. Expound on that. Stay humble. Because, you know, when you get low, you you just don't have far to go. You know, <laughs> you don't right. never need to, you know, be so, you never know who's in the room. Right. So to be anything prideful, you know, in, in front of one person and, you know, be different in another. You never know who's talking. So you need to just be consistently humble. Right. And you just get more, um, you just get further, you know, when people want to be around you. Yeah. If you are sucking up all the energy in the room or if you're high maintenance, it's very hard to, for the spaces that we're in, it you won't get in, invited. You're black by yourself. So yes. it's just better to just, you know. Marry humility. Keep, That's yeah, that's good. Yeah, with humility. Yeah, you know? that's so, yeah. good. Um, what is your best? Is that the same piece of advice you would give to people? Um, like, do you have I anything guess you would probably? Tell? If you need that lesson on humility, <laughs> I give it to you. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay, but in general, in general, I would say it's it, words to live by would be somewhere in there. But always be gracious, you know, as a lady, like you were saying, you use the word assertive. We get stereotyped with being very aggressive, you know, angry and all that. Um, But this job, this industry requires a certain level of assertion. And so I, I just try not to make assumptions and I don't really live in the space of, you know, he said, she said, Mm -hmm. I, I'm somebody who, before I react, before I cry, before I laugh, I almost have to understand right. things. So you you gonna have to talk to me a little more. Every story that you throw out, I'm I will question that thing. I will take peel back the layers. Yes, you be like, because that, that ain't that's not <laughs> um, measuring up to what mm-hmm. my experience. Is. You do, and I try this. That's very very good. Mm-hmm. You do have to have on your thinking cap. Yeah, with dealing people, yeah. dealing with people because there's a lot of manipulation out Ooh. here and a lot of ulterior motives. So you gotta Facts. just. Be confident enough without, you know, insulting anyone, but just be ha- be equipped with the right type of conversation so you can always get to the truth. And then, you know, make your decisions from there. That's yep. Great, great, great. <laughs> 
I appreciate you so much for being here. I could do this all day. I know. Look, I'm trying easy. to let you get to but your listen, flight. Okay, okay, before we go, okay. Saints and Friends, I just have to say, I've been proud of you since the day you had to leave us in Tulsa and go live your your life in the big city. Um, when you invited me to the latest release of Whitney Houston's movie, Her Story, mm-hmm. you know, when she left, it hurt. Like, it hurt it so hurt. bad. It hurt us all. And you were one of the first people that I thought about because I know that you had a relationship with her. For you to even be in a space where she would trust you with lyrics and and to even, like, demo something for her, it's like, wow, that has to be phenomenal for Tony to have those memories one-on-one and to – to have had that experience. It's, that- it was an inc- a phenomenal experience. And I have to give all that to Rodney. Because really? yes. Rodney, I was a young kid. He was like, oh, you know, we were all young. Mm-hmm. At this. You know, we were getting mm-hmm. in the game, teenagers, whatever. And it w- in the movie, I was like, this is- there was a scene in the movie um, where she said, she was having a conversation with her dad in a restaurant. And she was mm-hmm. frustrated. And she was like, you know, essentially like all of this is on me. Like I'm yeah. paying for all of this, whatever, whatever. And kind of felt bogged down by people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like everybody's on my back. Right. Yeah. And and she was saying that she was carrying everybody. Yeah. And in that moment, I was thinking, even in death, she's carrying me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I feed. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like this is a that's a yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's 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 a lot mm-hmm. to that. And so yeah, no, that's that's yeah. an incredible, but it, you're right. It was very hurtful. Yeah. When she died, like, what you mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like like not here. Not, they like <laughs> not then, here, right? And then what was for me, like my closest opportunity um to be near, like in her same air. We didn't mm-hmm. use the same air was uh, just being a member of the Potter's House and Bishop was executive producing. Um, now, in a name. <laughs> I did not turn this down. It's a, it's a, you, you did, but okay. it's okay. They be, okay. It's, it's fine. So we'll go back and start yeah, well, over. You ain't okay. got to start all over. It's, okay. we, we can make it real and raw. Like, <laughs> but that would we be got good. people. Yeah, no, it'll be, be good. It's, yeah, it'll be know? fine. But um, just being in, being in her space and seeing their love for her, how they wanted her to win, you know, Oprah Winfrey and Tyler Perry. It was just like, wow. We all were rooting and praying for her and praying that every, every extension of her could be as holy or as, you know, beneficial to her. Like it was like, we all fell in love and just wanted to just put a hedge of protection. around her. So when, um, and when I was singing with Kurt Franklin, we were doing Celebration of Gospel, one of the last Celebration of Gospel. I used to love Celebration of Gospel. And it was a close rehearsal, and they were telling us, um, we're going to have to close this, we're going to have to do this. And Kirk came and said, uh, Whitney Houston is here, so we need y'all to sit down. If you want to see this rehearsal in the theater, you need to go sit down right now because they're going to lock the door. And when Kim Morrell came out, and I was sitting with my friend DeBette, when Kim Morrell came out and Whitney Houston came out, we wept. We were like, 
we could not believe we were in the room <laughs> watching this rehearsal and their banter, <sighs> their friendship. Yes. We could not believe it. We were literally Were you just like, like crying? I was like that every time I ran into it, like, hey. I like, did not. Like, <laughs> and Whitney had been to our shows before, like when when we were touring. Um, she was in the audience when we were at the like Atlanta Atlanta Civic Center. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was this was during the hero tour. She knew the lyrics to our song. What? She knew the lyrics to the appeal. This is when Kirk had given all of us like a lead part. Yes. And she came backstage <laughs> and it was like all this ruckus. It was, you know, like if you know we're in intermission trying to refresh and get yeah. ready for the next next act and kirk was like dressing in his in his clothes and i'm just like is this really happening is there is that when he used it and she's from church right from the audience sing <laughs> i mean sing yes. oh that's my part that's my part and we are just like Oh my God! Is this listen? Houston, Lord have mercy. Like and but that's the closest. Like she's somebody that I was always just probably gonna draw back in the room. Like CC Winans does that to me. Like I can't with CC Winans. It's like her anointing, the glow, the halo. mm -mm. I don't ever want to be common with CC Winans. If she was walking here right now, I would disintegrate. Like she just it's folded that into that wall. Like I just did. Her dress was on still on the thing. Do you hear me? It's like the throne room has <laughs> entered the, the building. I like the I can't. Just okay. They always say CC Winans oh. say for real. No, like, seriously, listen, listen. I can't with CC Winans. Yes. There's a standing joke. Like if you want to get me stuck, <laughs> bring CC in. Listen, her. Bring. Lord have mercy. Listen. I cannot. And it is people like that where you just like it's just something. Mm-hmm. It's just. Yeah, but I have been proud of you speaking your name, saying your name. Thank you. Since that time and just very, very proud. And you have carried yourself because you could totally be that person that could be arrogant, could be, you know, that that will leave the past in the past Mm -hmm. and not even look to reconnect with any of your relationships from Tulsa or, you know, you could be any way, mm-hmm. but you've always been loving, kind, you Thank know, you. and then, you know, our family has been connected through marriage and, and stuff. have, and have, you know, and Tulsa ain't there, but somebody going to marry somebody like it's just, and, yes. and it's funny because when I speak to Warren and, and Warren is like, wait, you you know Tony like oh you know Tony yes, like Tony. you know Tony <laughs> and I'm like yeah that's fam yes and just for that to even make our bond with even, the Campbells yeah. even stronger just yes. because that's you all are very very close we and, are you know when they when they discovered that I knew you it's I just like, think they embraced Tony, Tony me from, even so more. you from yeah, like <laughs> they they are they're 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 I love them um they've done so much mm-hmm. for me and and it is it's it's interesting to have to cross pay. it's it's just interesting it's like you from t- when you start mm-hmm. connecting the dots it's like yep. how does all of this work it's Listen. amazing i it's think it's amazing. a god thing yep. so I, I i appreciate you um saying that because although you know career things are super important to me um being being good to people and yeah. loving people is really 
really, really super. I want everybody to feel special. Yeah. I feel like that's my superpower. Yeah. Like, I want everybody like, no, no, you are important. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I've done this or they've done that, but you yeah. are just as important yeah. as everybody else. So I appreciate you um, seeing that and feeling like I was genuine and kind. Because for sure, yeah. you well, <laughs> I mean, but it just comes out of you naturally. Anytime we're in a room, like mm-hmm. even when we went to the um, South by Southwest and we were at the um, the Grammy block party, you didn't hesitate to introduce me to the president of that chapter and, yeah. and make the connection because yeah. he's a Tulsa too. Yeah. So it was just like, you know, I see you, you just don't hesitate to speak my name to those that At are all. important or influential. Yeah. And I don't hesitate to do it for you because yes, I know where we came from. Listen, you know, you know Tarly, okay. 54. Listen, Listen, now if we could just get Janice Bayou to come hang out with us because if we're not videoing or, or filming or taking pictures, she don't believe it happened. Like, but. She's very proud of us. We love you. Yes, Janice. she. Love I, she. We used. I tell my kids that all the time. It was so. We used to have so much fun. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it mm-hmm. was just. It was a fun time. Yes. Um. So thank you for coming. I appreciate you. My Thanks pleasure. for giving the people some real, real information about the job and how it's not easy and how being good to people and consistent and following through yeah. is like it don't just happen. And, you know, I feel like sometimes now it's it's like people don't get the meat of it. It's mm-hmm. like you get the picture. It's like, you know, you take, yeah. I do all these photo ops where it's like, yeah, I was at Motown. Not really knowing like, dang, but it's going to have to be oh, some man. work that has Listen. to happen after that. And mm-hmm. it's not going to be all glamorous. And, yeah. And yeah, one so. thing I'll say <clears throat> to artists now mm-hmm. is sometimes when I'm having challenges with them and I'm having to motivate them to like redirect them to get focused. I'm like, even the best of the best, the people that you admire work harder than you in this moment. And they, they know what it's going to take. And that's going to be the difference between you and them. Yes. A lot of people, you know, they have their things to say about, you know, Kirk, Kirk Franklin winning all of these awards on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. But I don't even hesitate to, I I hesitate to jump the gun with those type of conversations because it's not just that his name is recognizable. Kirk Franklin works his tail off. That's obvious. And First I, of all, unless you just don't get it at all, there's no way that you can no, not know he that. he does. I mean, that man is like constantly, you know, right now he's navigating at least three projects that I know about simultaneously. I don't know every single thing, but he's got a lot on his plate, but he's always treated it with honor. The people that want to collaborate with him keep coming back because he respects their time, their money, their energy, yeah. and he knows that you could go to somebody else. That's but the thing. since you're here, yeah. I'm about to give you the best 100%. Thing. Yes. David and Tamala Man are very, very similar. Yes. They are the hardest working yes. people. Like, eat when yes and yes. I manage their schedule, and I literally said to them, Oh, you've only been working two and a half years straight. <laughs> you be like, when do you take naps? Can you do just we, go listen, and be, go you know, and be. away? But a David man will sit there and be like, I'm, I got to take care of everyone. You know, he's, he's a dad. He's a father. That part of him 
that probably is deep rooted to his childhood. Right. Wants to make sure everybody's straight. Yes. Kirk the same way. Like, so when new artists get frustrated with like a makeup artist or, and I'm like, girl, you better learn how to do your makeup yourself. Listen. <laughs> you, you don't need glam. Yeah. You need your fingers on your face. Yep. And you have to grow into those spaces. Yeah. And so I'm glad that I'm in, you know, close proximity where I can share you know, their work ethic, their story so that they can humble themselves and get to work because yeah. it's a lot of hard work. It it's is. a lot of hard work. So, yeah. But I appreciate that. And I know you get that. Yo, I know I you get, get it. it. I so get it. Yeah. We can and talk about that all day. Listen, <laughs> listen, don't be discouraged. She's giving you uh, she's giving you the cheat codes right now. Like it's it's very much so it's everything she said is real, real real <laughs> um, um so yes um again i appreciate you thanks for coming and uh we gotta have you back at some point when you don't have a flight to get on every two days <laughs> <laughs> thank you I love know. you thank i you appreciate you so yes, much this no. is so much fun yes, thank, thank you, you. Thank i you feel honored me. to be here yes. i have grace the couch with the pillows. With the pillows. I'm looking like a good old AK, but I am a Delta. She's Delta good. Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's be very clear. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. We will see y'all next time. Bye.